0: Hey St. Clair, it's uh, good to be with you again, uh, even if it's by um, Zoom and the joy of this technology. Um, Feels like it's been a while since we've done a video maybe like this, but uh, we always want to find ways to resource our community um, in terms of some of the things we're passionate about. Uh, On Sunday morning, uh, Dave did a beautiful introduction to the book of First John and talked about this idea of Jesus coming as the life. And um, on Sunday morning, Dave referenced uh, this idea of a rule of life, which may have been new to a lot of people. Um, and so we just thought rather than try and cram all of that content into like, you know, five minutes on a Sunday morning, we take a little bit longer to unpack uh, for us what that means, because it's actually something that I think the leadership team and uh, for us as a staff at Sinclair has become really important in how we think about discipleship and following Jesus. So Dave's going to give a bit of a snapshot of Sunday morning, and then we're going to unpack together, Dave and I, just what we mean when we talk about this idea of a rule of life.
1: Yeah. So let me uh, um, highlight for us again um, what was shared last or on Sunday Um, when we speak about rule of life um, I'll I'll reference some other people's definitions for it that um, we find quite helpful. Andy Crouch defines it as a set of practices to guard our habits and guide our lives. Pete Scazzaro calls a rule of life a call to order our entire life in such a way that the love of Christ comes before all else Nurturing a spiritual life of depth in our present-day culture will require a thoughtful, conscious, intentional plan for our spiritual lives. Uh, I'll give you one more. Rich Valotis says, a rule of life is not a to-do list. It's a formation framework a prayer document, a collection of spirit-empowered practices used for the purpose of discerning God's leading in a particular season of our lives. And that that's a great sort of snapshot of what we mean when we talk about rule of life. And, and as we had said, um, or as I had referenced on Sunday, that this thing of a rule of life is learning to live within our limits. It's how to live a deep, focused, flourishing life with healthy habits and rhythms to help orientate our life towards doing the things that Jesus did the way Jesus did them. Um, it's a way of living with intention by design so that we can be grounded from a deep center and not becoming divided, distracted, or depleted in all that we do, uh, which sounds pretty nice. Uh, it's sort of it's, it's a way of discovering God as this infinite resource through our very limited finite abilities. It's a mysterious thing that we get to be participants in. Uh, And we think it's something God's inviting us to as a community right now.
0: Yeah, I think I wanted to also speak to maybe some of the origins of a rule of life. I know sometimes you can hear stuff like that. And if you've been around church any length of time, maybe like some of us have, you're like, oh, is this just like the new thing that's kind of coming in because uh, we need something in this moment? But actually the idea of a rule of life is hugely historic. So it actually comes from... uh, the monastic communities, I think it was around the third to fifth century, uh, particularly the Desert Fathers, there were people who, when Christianity became more mainstream uh, through Constantine and actually Christianity became a state religion, monastic communities were formed, which were really a prophetic counterbalance to where certain Christians felt like, oh, how is the church and the state now functioning together? And is Christianity actually losing its edge as a prophetic community. I'm sure that would never happen in our day, but um, hypothetically, if it did, what is the opposition to that where people say, how do we live the way of Jesus in the world, but actually withdraw to learn together and remind ourselves of what's most important? So actually these monastic communities were formed and within these monastic communities, they started to ask, how do we together focus and center our lives around Jesus and they came up with what was called a rule of life. Maybe you're familiar with the uh, name Benedict, St. Benedict. And he was the, one of the first people who would say drafted what they called a rule of life, which was a shared set of practices that a community formed themselves around. Now, when we hear the word rule, most of us run for the hills because it terrifies us and it, what it's actually what scares us often, about Christian faith, because we know it's not a set of rules. But the word rule in Greek is actually, it actually comes from the idea of a trellis in a garden or in a vineyard where the plant, at, a trellis is there for the plant to actually grow, but it actually gives structure for true growth to appear. So when we say rule, it's not what we may understand as a rule, it's actually this idea of a structure that is placed in our lives to help our lives grow fully. Annie Dillard has this beautiful quote um, that is referenced in the book The Liturgy of the Ordinary by Tish Warren, and which is actually talking a bit about this: what are practices in our lives? And Annie Dillard says, How we live our days is, of course, how we live our lives. I think what she's trying to get at is the things we do every single day actually do bring shape to our lives and they don't just happen. So when we think about this rule of life, it's actually this gift, I think Dave and I would say, that's been given from the church historically, from this monastic community that actually... I think I would say the church in the West is now rediscovering and realizing, oh, maybe there's something in this. And it's something that we as communities need to rediscover if we're truly about centering our lives around Jesus.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's this beautiful inheritance that we have. Um, and it's we are not the first church to be like, oh, look at this uncovered gem. It's actually, there's a much bigger conversation within churches that I guess we would say we're like-minded with, who uh, um, are learning and doing these same things, because it seems like in this kind of cultural moment that we live in, um, there is something unique uh, to discover and what a rural life can offer. I think it would be fair to say that um, we generally uh, would have an aversion to rules, I mean, I don't know how many of us like rules or to hear rule of life. You're like, oh, perfect! I was looking for more rules to live by. Like that's we uh, we are skeptical of relationships that have to do with power and authority, and so naturally, to sort of adopt a rule, I, I don't know. I my impression of it is is sort of like in, in taking on this top-down kind of pressure thing that we live under, and it's. It's a difficult place to be, and so, of course, we're we're hesitant to say yes to something of that nature. And and you know, the water that we swim in is that um, society praises individualism and autonomy as sort of the ultimate goal—that we're self-made people—and so to adopt something that is sort of outside of ourselves, and it is. Uh, are willingly sort of saying yes to something that would put limits and, and a certain kind of constraint on our life. Like, well, everything else in our life kind of says we'll throw off the constraints and it, it, there's a foolishness and um, sort of uh, it, to some may seem counterintuitive um, to adopt a rule of life. Um, but I think the reality is, is that we all live by rules, whether we realize it, or not. You don't have to look very far to see the, it's just a matter of what rules we're choosing to live by. That's, that's really actually what we're talking about. Uh, we just like rules that are self-serving uh, and have immediate results. And so this spiritual living rule of life thing doesn't really fit the same way. Um, and for us that would be hesitant to consider this idea of a rule of life in regards to our life with Christ. It's like, well, let's consider the other rules that we easily apply to our life that, you know, uh, perhaps some of us have done multiple rounds of a, a really um, restricted 30 day diet that has a lot of rules, or we're looking for the seven minute workout that is going to be the quick thing to get an end result or, or even a book that was immensely popular in the last couple of years uh, is, you know, the 12 rules for life, you know, that I, I think in our aimlessness and in having so much sense of freedom, people are actually searching and hungry for something that will ground them and, and something that can be a measuring stick for their life. Um, and so we're offering a rule of life as, as considering that what, Peterson reminds us of being the long obedience in the same direction. It's it's this healthy, good discipline that's help, that's allowing us to discover delight in our life. And it's, it's a way of aligning normal places of our life and even hidden places with the priorities of Jesus. And we think that's actually a subversive act to be taking part in because um, – what's normative is to waive our accomplishments on Instagram or wherever else to make it known about, you know, the, the big things that we're accomplishing in our life. And the rule of life kind of takes on a different nature of how it gets worked out in the everyday normal ways for us.
0: Yeah, I think as well, we will tap into this a little bit, but I think the idea of there'd be a rule of life that we may take on individually. So would be a, a set of practices that we would say, Oh, these are things I want to shape my life around. Like Dave said, um, there may be things that you take on even as a family that you say, Oh, actually we almost have a family rule of life. Like for the pambolins, we eat a meal around a table every night, pretty much at the same time. And in that we have a couple of things where we would do something after, um, a meal together where we have a discussion. That's just, um, We wouldn't say it's a rule. We've never thought about it that way, but that's actually a practice we do every single day. So there's an individual, there may be a family or even a missional family. They gather around a set of practices and then also there may be a community wide. So I think that's the part, there's individual parts to it, but also what we see from the monastics is this community kind of rule of life. if you're still watching Dave and I, which hopefully you are, and you're like, oh no, rule of life tune out. Uh, we, we wanted to talk about obviously the origins, why we feel it's important for our day, but then maybe ask, so in light of that, how would you actually go about something like this? As Dave alluded to, maybe you have things in your life but you're like, no, I think there are probably, even the word of the day feels like in our world, rhythms. You know, our rhythms got thrown off in COVID. What are some rhythms or this rule of life that I could structure? Uh, My week and my life around. So, we just have a few things that we'd say might help us get started on a rule of life because we're pastoral. We came up with a bunch of words that actually have the same letter. And uh, if you, to be honest, if you do this, it's bound to work. That's the way of Jesus. So, um, the things that we would say are uh, simple, specific, sustainable, season, and support. So, we'll start off with the first one simple. I would say a rule of life has to be as simple as possible. Um, Sometimes when we hear this, you can think, oh no, I've got to do all these things, go full gun at them and try my hardest. And almost it can be unsustainable rather than saying, what are some simple things? I've always appreciated uh, Dallas Willard's uh, idea about uh, training rather than trying. You know, where he says, oh, if we want to run a marathon, Uh, particularly if it's me, you don't get up the next day and decide I'm going to run 26 miles. That actually, you just train incrementally to something. So starting out with something simple. uh, He also talks, he has a beautiful line where he says, discipleship is doing the next right thing. So what's something simple that I could do every day? So my example would be, I've talked before about, I have silence in my mornings. That's a practice that is actually part of my rule of life, that I have three times every day for prayer morning lunchtime and evening uh and in the morning it would be silence but i didn't start out by doing 10 minutes which is what i try i try and do 10 to 15 minutes now i started out by saying i will try three minutes every day of silence and so that was a simple thing that i put in place yeah
1: we if you're anything like me i'm guilty uh on repeat of trying to muster up the strength to have sort of a heroic spiritual effort to climb the new you know mountain of my journey Uh, and rule of life in a wonderful way is very humbling because I have to let go of a certain um, idealism or perfectionism of like how I'm going to master my own spiritual life. And exactly what Matt's saying, the simplicity of doing maybe a few things well rather than trying to accomplish a lot of things that only go okay, or just don't actually happen at all. Um, These are small steps, one step at a time, but it's very deliberate and it's very constant.
0: Yeah. And just to say in the simplicity, midday or lunchtime-ish every day I say the same prayer. That's it. It's the Teresa of Avila prayer that I pray every day. That's part of my rule, Um, but that's super simple. It's not, I pause for like another hour of silence it's just a simple thing but it helps ground me and remind me um the second so first is simple the second is specific and this is really helpful for me how do i actually name the things i want to do and be specific sometimes they could be vague like i want to pray more is in my rule but actually that's not always the most helpful thing and so what's a specific thing that i can name in a certain area so it may be um yeah i want to actually have uh a discussion with my kids over a meal. Like that's actually a specific rule that we're going to name. Uh, with the specifics, I would always say, do something that's fairly familiar so it always can feel like an ease and maybe something that would stretch me. So in my specifics, it's, oh, this is familiar, so I, it's almost easy to participate in. And then something I would know would stretch me but will help me grow in that.
1: Yeah. I think start, start with where you're at. As Matt said, like, what's the right next step and and do that and be the more specific you can be, the better chance you have of doing it because it's, it's becomes a tangible reality because it's, it's actually, actually being sort of worked into just the reality of your life. And if things stay uh, the more general they are, the less, um, the less you actually have to work with. So yeah, specific is, is, is really helpful. And we, we're speaking from our own experience on that.
0: Yeah, and specific, maybe even certain areas, right? You might say, I want to, I have a rule of life that involves prayer, my work life, uh, my relationships, and my rest life. I know Pete Scazzaro has those four categories. And in under everyone, he just has a really simple thing. So what's a rule of life for relationships? What's a vocational rule of life? Even rest, like am I actually resting? And it might be the Sabbath piece. Uh, the next one, so we got simple, specific. The next one's sustainable. Um, what? How do I have something that I can continue to do? As we've said before, sometimes we can overreach, but actually what's sustainable for us? But the biggest one of that, and this is where I'm, we can have to continue to grow, is what needs to go in order to bring in some healthy rule of life? And so... Often when we hear something like this, the natural, my natural church response when I first heard a rule of life was, great, something I have to add on. So where do I add this kind of Jenga block on a schedule that's already kind of tottering over rather than, no, actually, I probably need to move some things around. So this trellis gives me a structure for growth. So it may mean certain things have to go in order to do that or implement. So mine was... Getting up in the mornings and actually creating some space to go, I need to get up at the same time every day. That's just would be helpful for me. But there may be things that also move around in order for this to actually take place. So I think probably for us, it's much more what needs to go Mm
1: -hmm. when we
0: look at our lives, because our lives feel so full and busy.
1: Yeah, the morning uh, rhythm is a good example, because and this is something I've been processing my own life. Uh, if I want the sense of addition to what, uh, my time of being present with God is in the morning, then I need the subtraction of something at night that prepares me for the morning. Like it, it's totally what Matt's saying. We, we have a limit, uh, and we're learning to live within our limits. And if rule of life is always sort of stacking on more then uh, we're, we're going to learn very quickly that, uh, well, we're going to learn our limits, but it's going to be a harsh learning curve rather than a grace filled one. Um, and I, I know, as I've been processing this more and more, when I think about sustainability, uh, when I look at habits in my own life, I'm thinking, is this something that I could still be doing 10 years out from now? Like, is there is there an everyday nature to this, that if I just keep at it, if I keep at it, if I let it be natural, if I let it grow into becoming natural, and I do this, daily as a normal thing the next 10 years uh does the 10 years from now sort of excite me of the fruit that could be and and that's um that's been a really helpful way of thinking about what's measurable if I'm like oh man I could I could grin and bear it and do this for 60 days or for three months or one week and it's like a flash in a pan and pen that's gone then I don't know if it's actually um worth it so
0: yeah yeah and no. The next one, so we've got simple, specific, sustainable. The next one's just season. I think it's a really helpful one. What season am I in? If you are a young mom, trying to put together these huge rules that kind of maybe have all of these things that you want to do and then your day gets thrown off. So just knowing the season, I think, of life we're in is really important. uh, With that and um, within that season, yeah, what seems achievable? and not and i think it's okay to just recognize that and then maybe things you add in different seasons as you go
1: yeah we think rule of life is always invitational so it's it's it something that needs to be initiated by desire like we need to actually want it if it right out of the gate has the like oh i should do this and i'm just trying to muster up the kind of strength to convince myself why i should do this but it's um not met at some point with um some kind of sense of longing for what we want then maybe this isn't the right season for some specific uh rules
0: yeah and the last one is just support like who relationally can i connect in with to help me uh, walk through this rule of life i think um things like accountability terrify us those words if you've been in the church they have certain trigger points of like oh what are we talking about but i would say there's a sense of support maybe that's with some friends as we talked about maybe it's your or family has something that just a few basic practices you agree to together or us as sinclair but who can walk with me in knowing this and support me in doing it yeah
1: there's a radio ad that um I think it's really well done. And I keep coming back to it. Uh, where it just says, if you could do it alone, you would have done it already. Uh, and I think that just captures really well our our need for community. And Eugene Pearson reminds us that we are not ourselves by ourselves. Uh, and so, uh, yeah, doing this alongside others uh, is actually a vulnerable act because you're, you're kind of risking something that if it if you're not really good at it right away and you have someone who's there to walk alongside you, cares to know how these things are going. Um, the risk of a failure is real when someone else gets let in on it. Uh, but this is not, um, well, as we were reminded earlier, this is not like a to-do list that we're trying to accomplish. There's a different nature to this and we actually just can't do it alone. Um, yeah. Matt, do you want to, you and I could just highlight a little bit more what this looks like in our own life and just some kind of closing thoughts for us?
0: Yeah. What do you go for it, Dave? And then Dave? Sure.
1: I'll... Yeah. I mean, it's, uh, this is for sure being a learning curve for me. Uh, maybe there's two ways I could highlight how a rule of life is playing out right now in my life. Um, one is that uh, a couple of years ago, uh, i I entered into a process of um, preparing myself, both um, myself and my wife Jen, of taking a covenant to be part of a rule of life that's part of a larger community. There's uh, an 18th century um, Nicholas Ludwig von Zilsendorf, if that name is familiar to some. Um, uh, he was a part of a Uh, a small group of people that formed a little mini society that kind of called themselves the Order of the Mustard Seed. And they orientated their life around three tenets, around three principles, three practices, and that is being true to Christ, kind to others, and taking the gospel to the nations. Um, And it's in the recent years that the 24-7 prayer movement has kind of Uh, in a way sort of reclaimed those practices and said, oh, let's, that order of the mustard seed, these small acts of living might have some relevance for right now. Uh, And so I actually wear, I now wear a ring uh, that is a constant reminder for me of this covenant that I've made, that I'm participating in. Uh, There's an inscription inside the ring that uh, is a reference to a verse in Romans of saying, none shall live for themselves. Uh, and I just have this daily reminder of saying of being true to Christ, kind to others, and taking the gospel to the nations. Um, and it very much carries this sense of up, in, and out; these movements of the spiritual life that we've already been talking about. It's the kind of stuff that I would be wanting to do anyways. It's it's not like I've said yes to something that's above and beyond normal Christian living. It's actually um, reminding me that I need help in the normal Christian living. And so I've kind of binded myself to something that's bigger than myself, um, to be a help in these things. Uh, and, and one of the vows that you sort of make as part of this is this, um, confession of saying small as I am weak, as I am fool as I am, like there's a very kind of, um, humbled approach to saying, God, I need you to be true to you. I need you to be kind to others. I need you, um, to let your message be known wherever I find myself um and so I have that as as an ongoing piece I don't think I'm very good at it uh but also I'm not willing to give up on it and so that's kind of how I find my way with this um and then as well these days um in our house uh we have uh Um, other people in the St. Clair community that are living with us. And we sort of made this little agreement before living together in our house that we would have some rule of life to what shapes our life in community. And it's really simple. We have a meal every week uh, and that's an intentional way of checking in with each other and and offering care to one another. Um, It happens in uh, informal ways every day throughout the week, but we have a a steadfast kind of fast commitment to eating together once a week and having this family meal. And then we have evening prayer together. And that's every night uh, at nine o'clock, we'll get together in the living room and we'll we'll have this little liturgy, a book that we read that's a prayer together. Uh, and it's a really good way of orientating life together. I mean, there are plenty of nights where I'm like, ah, do I want to pray with others right now? Well, I don't know if I want to, but I've said yes to something that compels me and draws me out of myself, especially in the moments when I don't want to. Uh, And so I'm really thankful for a way of doing that with others right now that, um, in this COVID life can actually just happen right in in our own uh, house.
0: Yeah, I think, uh, for me, definitely the rule of life around prayer has been something I've really tried to grow in. Um, people always laugh because they're like oh you're a prayer person I don't know if I actually am necessarily I've just really recognized the need of it so for me as I said earlier there's three parts of my day morning and my friend Brenda who I've mentioned so many times helped me that she's like start with silence so be in silence so have a commitment every day to 10 minutes of silence pre-phone pre-information coming in just sitting in silence with God and then but my six till seven, so I have a full hour, and then a, another point I'll read the scripture, I'll maybe read um, a book that's, uh I'm looking at at the moment, I'll spend some time in prayer. Um, but the morning time is not to do anything or necessarily accomplish something, it's to be. Uh, midday, I have this prayer that I pray every day of Teresa that i prayed since the start of COVID. That uh, I even have a little, I got, I never, Dave laughed because he was like, Are you wearing a play shirt? <laughs> One is from faith. That's like a little friendship thing my daughter made me. But the other one I got just because I look at it and that reminds me every lunchtime, pray the prayer of Teresa. Then in the evening, um, yeah, I just try and do the examine. I'm not as good with that, but that's a bit of a practice. Like what was consolation? What was desolation from my day? Um, Thursday morning, there's a bunch of guys at Sinclair. There's six of us who Thursdays at six o'clock every week get together um, to pray. We use the prayer guide. We haven't adapted thing we use from the prayer guide. Uh, Joe Moran and I have been doing this for I think nearly like three and a half years now together and then other people have joined along the way and while we don't have a set rule together, that is actually part of my rule of every week being part of this community. We pray together. Um, As a family, we commit to eating around the table together and we actually have a discussion afterwards. My wife, Jen, is way better at leading this than I am, but that's a commitment in our day with our kids and part of the reason is Eating together was part of it. Um, so missional family for us, I know at the moment we can't eat, but a time every single week to eat with people outside of our immediate nuclear family was always part of my, um, what I would say is a rule of like I need to be eating with people in community together as we try and follow Jesus. Uh, there'd be some other things for me, but they would be kind of strong practices. There. Oh, And Sabbath for sure. I mean, my rest piece having a weekly commitment to stop for a day a week. And we now as a family actually do Sabbath together. That's been a new thing that we've implemented where we together try and Sabbath. Um, But yeah, there'd be other pieces to mine, have some things written down, but they would be things that I think would say become anchor points for me.
1: Yes, yeah, very, very much so. And this is not where we started. Like this is years of like learning Uh, I don't, Matt could speak for himself, but, uh, for me, it's often learning by failing. Uh, it's, it's trying, trying, trying realizing, okay, I gotta go another way around at this. And it's, it's a, for me, it's often a slow evolution. Um, and, uh, yeah, so there, there's lots more that we could highlight, um, of our own lives, but we would invite conversation around that. We'd be really happy to, to sort of speak more to our, our own individual experiences around that, as you consider it for yourselves um, and, uh, you'll, if you've already found your way there, there's a whole bunch of resources that we're making available on our website. Um, people that speak really well to these things and some of what we've kind of pulled on to be able to, um, help shape it for our own life and, uh, and some of what we've used, um, in this conversation, uh, we want to make more available. Um, yeah, I mean, we're just reminded of, um, the poet. Uh, Rainer Maria Roque's words, uh, he says, what is extraordinary and ex- a- eternal does not want to be bent by us. And so there's this beautiful um, sort of subjecting of our life to something much greater in the rule of life. And as Matt said, right out of the gate, like we, we're trying to align our life with the life of Christ. Um, and uh, we've read this one before and we'll probably keep reading it for a while to come chesterton says the more i considered christianity the more i found that while it had established a rule and order the chief aim of that order was to give room for good things to run wild there it is
0: the chest i mean you've finished with rilke and chesterton dave (laughs) stay to the end Yes. (laughs) St.
1: Clair, we love you. And we hope um, these words are are a gracious invitation to consider this uh, in this season of life. Um, Yeah, we look forward to more.